Coming to you live, this is your MTG Action Forward News Team. Hello, this is MTG Action Forward News, your news team for keeping things fresh in the multiverse. I'm Mr. Commodore 5, providing you new ways to lose your friends. Then we have Big Tuck, your breaking news source. And yes, as I'm well known to say whenever I lose a game and try not to get angry enough to punch cans off a balcony, after all, tomorrow is another day. Squee McGee getting caught up a medical lab and political level. Well, it looks like Squee McGee and Mr. T are caught in the upside down. Boom, 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 boom. Maybe Spoiler. they could get a pineapple cake. Oh, upside nice. down. Pineapple I, cake. I got it. I'm picking yeah. it up. I'm switching it around. I got it. I got it. Well, we're going to start off the top of the cast of latest and carnage that ensued with 45. So the game I want to talk about was actually a uh, Saturday night webcam. Uh, oh, game. sweet. So, uh, yeah, you know, our, our group um, didn't look like anyone was going to be able to play um, in person, potentially. Uh, so it was just like, yeah, I'll go on. I'll play with the collective. Why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I haven't done it in a while. So I got on and got to play, of course, with Spencer Rabbits uh, and Travis. Ooh. And the reason I'm talking about this game and not game number two is because Spencer has now fallen through the ice. He has now sunk to the bottom of uh, <laughs> the, the oceans of Neptune. Of, of, the, notice, and of the notice pool. Yes, and he has Wolverine's healing ability, uh, so he can't die. He's just going to constantly <laughs> drown forever. Uh, that is now what your life is. Uh, and the reason he has been doomed to such a fate. I was playing my Garza's old deck. Come on. I, I, one, I'm right? trying to make this crappy Grixis thing yeah. interesting enough. We were playing. Travis, I believe, was playing an artifact deck. I saw it. It was on the wall. He was going to effing win, and what did Spencer decide to do? All he did kill, was kill, kill Zarzazol oh. multiple times. To where she, it's like, I just played her for nine, and then he oh, kills no. her, and it's like, you tart sauce. She's now tart 11. Sauce. I'll never be able to cast her. Did you? Uh, did you go down again or no? No. No, I never oh, did. Okay. Fair enough. I actually, I think I spent the rest of the game brooding and using resources to screw over Spencer. Very good. That's I like that. That's it. I always think that's a that's like the play when you have nothing else to do. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm here for it. Well, Big Tuck, did you get a game in? I did. Um, I, I'm getting ready to go uh, on my work from home trip to Maine. And then uh, another friend of ours is leaving for he left for Denver. So he's gone. So we did get I did get to go and play games. with them. I only played one and it kind of. I was playing the Dragon Rage pre-con guy from Adventures from Forgotten Realms because we're getting ready to do our budget decks, which we're all getting yep. pre-cons and then being able to spend like 10 or $15 to upgrade them. Uh -huh. So we either got to do that one or Prosper. I haven't decided yet. Uh, and it actually, it kind of worked. Uh, I was kind of land screwed for a bit, but like once the train gets rolling, it gets going pretty good, uh, especially mm. for a pre-con. Uh, it played pretty well. But the best part of it was... There was one person playing this like weird Spellslinger deck. Another guy was playing his, uh, he built that general Ferris where it's like the red, the red, white, whenever you cast a multicolor spell, you get a golem. Oh, yeah. 
And then the uh-huh. other guys, the other guys playing what I called the Hitler deck has now been rebranded to the General Sherman deck of that Brigaboros and Rage <laughs> that we did on the Weatherlight because he's just oh, wow. burning lands. So I, everyone, it was gruel. So there's not a ton of interaction, but because I wasn't doing anything and I had he's a bunch of blockers, alone. so everyone's life was like down to something insanely low, like seven or something okay. like, or one. So the Brigamoros guy, he's like, I'm going to die anyways. I'm at one. So he just dumped all of his lands into me, but kept me alive to where I think I was at four life. Exactly. So he knocked out another guy and then he was at one life. So he's like, I'm just going to do this and then I'm done. Because like, you're just going to kill me and it'll just make this game go faster. So I swing in. I'm like, perfect. I had this big board of like dragons and whatnot. Swung into the guy with the general deck and he played some new, he had enough mana to play some new card I don't remember what it was because it was, it was like blew me away. Literally, it's a colorless and a red, deals two damage to any target, you gain two life. It had flashback for five or something. And he had exactly <laughs> that mana left over. Wow. Exactly to blast me in the face to, to pseudo lightning bolt me twice in his $50 budget deck that it like competes well above its level. So they were all yelling at me and thinking I was going to get like salty, which I did not. I just said, that's a great game. Now I'm going to go home. Before Indy I lose my mind. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I think about nothing, think about nothing but this for the next week. God, that is so cool. It was cool. Uh, it was awesome. So you guys didn't have to pick pre-cons from the most recent set, just no, any it pre-con could, anytime. It could be anything, yeah. And like we were trying to figure out we were trying to figure out uh like a tier section. Yeah. Well, I was about to say, did you put a budget on the pre-con? Because I could go buy an Edgar Markov deck for like $150. So that, we we didn't we did not put a budget on the pre-con at all. Mm. But it had to be within the last three years, I think. Okay. Okay. So so the really expensive ones were outside the range of that. I think like the earlier ones were like a Coria, maybe, or maybe one before. So it was wherever the the problem that we ran into is like we were trying to rank them in tiers. But it's so hard to do that objectively and then also be like tier A is this, tier B is this, because how do you rank them as decks or as commanders? And then so now it's just you take whatever pre-con within the last three years, whether it's the elves one or whatever, and you have $15 to add to it, I think is where we landed on it. Gotcha. Okay. So, yeah. So Uh, I'm looking forward to looking forward to trying that out. Yeah, it'll be cool. Mm -hmm. It definitely sounds like a better idea than that dumbass boxing league we did last year. Yeah, I... I do you think that would be better if we were doing it in person though and we didn't open them all at once? I think if it was like if we opened like 10 and then went from there, maybe that would have been more fun. I don't know. Yeah, I think the bigger issue that we have, at least with the Kansas City play group now, is now we're playing so infrequently. Like oh, I want to yeah. say, Tuck, like when we're recording this, I didn't play this weekend. I didn't play last weekend other than the webcam game. Uh, I'm not going to be playing for the next two Sundays. So, you know, it's just like stuff's been getting crazy um, and people aren't as flexible Monday through Friday to play at night. Um, So I don't see it working here because people don't they haven't got to see their deck. And so they kind of want to use this as like, hey, I haven't got to play in a month. I want to see my deck work opposed to oh, let's do a boxing league and play with something. I'm probably just going to dismantle. And yeah, I got you. I I hear you. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up. 40 Life at a Dash. Now to cover what's going on in the local multiverse. What's the plane chase? So, um, didn't record last week. Uh, let's just say Mr. Combo uh, fell asleep into a coma is, is, for is, about 12 is, hours. Is figuring um, out his new medication. Yes. Uh, definitely uh, don't take too many sleeping things because it'll make you fall asleep. <laughs> so, 
Uh, but it was good because I want to say Friday is when all the spoilers got finished for the Correct. Stranger Things Secret Lair. And it's always kind of been a thing here at CMD Tower with how we like record news usually on Thursdays. We like sometimes like you guys will notice like our set reviews or these usually come out like a week and a half, two weeks after it's been because it's always just the way it works it's out editing wise. It shakes out, sure. But this way, it actually kind of worked out that I missed it because now me and uh, Tucker just recording on a Monday afternoon. Squeeze going to start yep. editing tonight, and boom, you guys have it Wednesday. So and here we, we are talking about the new secret layer drop, Stranger Things. Um. Secret Lair X Stranger Things, I think is how they like to refer to it as. Yes. And it, <sighs> what we thought we would do, because it's just me and Tuck today. We're going to give you, obviously we'll go through each of the cards, we'll read that. But we, what we yeah. thought we would do first is give general impressions. You know, we've now had like five or six of these crossover type things done in Magic. Right. How yep. do we feel about it now? Interesting, the design of the set is very different than the other ones. Correct. So we're going to talk yes. about if we liked that. And then we did get some news that these will be available outside of a secret layer as their own magic property. So we'll talk about that as well. And then we'll wrap up the section with uh, just a, you know, do we think this was a good move for Commander specifically? Because nothing about this screams legacy or vintage, yep. <laughs> at least that I can see. So uh, that's what we plan on doing today. And I hope you guys enjoy this. So, Tuck, mm -hmm. I want you to start off, sound off, because you've been the biggest voice <laughs> of these crossover things being extremely stupid. So, how do you feel about the Stranger Things crossover as a whole? Uh, it's still very stupid. Uh, I liked the show for like the first season or two, and then it's completely fallen off and I'm no longer interested in. I think that's kind of weird that they've chosen these like really popular pop culture shows but like in their tail end of interest in public demand. Uh, so I still don't like this. I will say the fact that they have already come out and admitted that these will be actual printed cards with magic names on them. I think it, that, alo that alone is such a huge improvement over the previous iterations we've seen of this. Um, so I hate the idea of this still, but that being said, I think the way that they implemented these is very well done specifically mm. for a commander perspective so we'll get into it and should we just talk should we like talk about the the mechanic now or because i think that's no, really important to me yeah um let's let me do this so my my thought yeah is, general uh, general thoughts general I still, thought I, I still i still hate the idea of it and these crossovers are stupid and they make me very upset that being said, the actual way that they designed these cards and are rolling them out, I think is a marketed improvement and a huge step in the right direction of making these viable, period. Yes. You have the floor. Uh, completely agree. So first off, uh, there's a clue token. That's the whole ABCD thing from, from mm -hmm. season one. I actually really like that. I think that's super cool. Like you wanted to include, uh, they always want to throw tokens in there because it literally costs nothing to do that. Yeah, it's not going to sure. impact the market. So I like that they got really creative with this clue token. I don't know if they announced that these will be av available. I think they'd be available in foil, right? Because I think that clue token, if they foil it right, would be a really, oh, really cool token. Really cool. Yeah, yeah, with like, sure. the Christmas lights. Um, but overall, I actually feel this secret layer felt more magic to me. It yes. really did. Yes. Um, yep. You know, the, the very first card that we'll end up talking about, uh, literally, I could see this just being rebranded as some mono black Eldrazi. Like, mm -hmm. that's literally what that is. Now, I will say, the everyone but 11 
it's stretching on them being in a magic universe or like what they do. Eleven totally fits. Yeah. Um, you know, Dustin and Jim and Lucas and Max and Mike yeah, right. and Will. It's just like they're just kids. So right, yes. it, yeah, there's yeah, nothing he's just, special. He's just a cop that knows how to punch people sometimes, yes. right? Yeah. So that's that's where I start to struggle with some of the secret layer things. It's either it doesn't feel like magic at all. It's like they try to pigeonhole the the show or property into the card too much and it just didn't mm-hmm. make it feel natural this one all of them feel great but it's like the characters themselves i could never see any of these guys living in a magic universe yeah. or anything like that so uh, i'm excited to see what their magic uh related cards will be um I'm, I'm sure those will feel much more magic but that was the one thing all the mechanics feel very very good but 11 and the mind flayer are really the only two that i think naturally fit yeah i I agree with that 100 so i'm interested to see what they name these and if they change how much they change on them right um like chief jim hopper which we'll get into is a human soldier so you know they've at least (laughs) like thought that through but yeah um i I agree with all those points it's it's hard to suspend disbelief when you're looking at this stuff sometimes all right, but now what Tuck wanted to talk about, this new mechanic, have at it. So this is the one that I think they've done the best job of. Um, the only thing between them is this friends forever mechanic that says you can have two commanders if they both have friends forever. And why I think that's smart is that now, this is because of that thing, we now have all sorts of potential for potential color pairings within mm. these two colored commanders, right? And I know everyone's been talking about wanting more four-colored commander options as opposed to just the partners that we have and their respective four-color commanders. So I think that is a very smart decision on their behalf to give us some more partners and to flesh out um, the color pairings. I am not sold on them being very good (laughs) or like incredibly strong in those color pairings, but I I do like that version. I think this is like a great way that they can explore that uh those four color pairings in like a non breaking the format set i just like it because it opens up the brea colors to two Mm. different build options you could go they both pair with uh 11 because she's the uh three color but then both uh dustin and will both make it where it's everything but green and you know that's something Uh, i've been hung up on is i wanted to build it but i didn't want to build a brea deck and i don't want to do all the other partners so now i actually i actually might buy this secret layer so now i can build a four color deck yeah absolutely um and these ones and uh, we don't need to go into like price speculations i will also be buying this because if the 20 or 30 dollar rick grimes card has taught me anything these things end up end up kind of being worth their money with upfront yeah, and especially because we are not a finance <laughs> connoisseurs yes. at all when it comes to magic. But there is something to be said that if you think you would ever build this stuff in the future, just buy it now, keep it on your shelf. There's no reason where you could spend $30 now or 40 whatever it costs, uh, and then in four years have to go spend maybe 100 bucks to buy 11 yeah, who knows, and the other right? guy because yeah. you wanted to do the four-color pairing. So yeah, yep. I, I'm all on board with that. Well, let's get it. Let's get into these cards, and I'll I'll start it with the Mind Flayer. That's the first one on our list. Uh, Mind Flayer, the Shadow. It's four colorless, black, black, black. Very expensive. Yes. but it does have a CMD Tower favorite nine nine for uh, its power <laughs> and toughness. And it states uh, it is a legendary enchantment. Interesting creature horror. 
Uh, Mind Flayer, the shadow, isn't a creature unless you control three or more permanents you don't own. Okay? Ooh, so it's kind okay. of like a little bit of devotion. A god. Um, at the beginning of your instep, exile the bottom card of each opponent's library face down. For as long as those cards remain exiled, you may look at them, you may cast permanent spells from among them, and you may spend mana as though it were mana of any color to cast those spells. Tuck has a lot of text. It's, it's, pre, it's pretty good. It's a lot uh, going on that's here. A, that's, a, that's a good card. Yeah, um, I think it's... I like it. If it wasn't a creature... I wouldn't be as keen on it because it doesn't do it can kind of not do anything but a 99 commander that only costs seven it's still a lot but i mean you put whisper silk boots whisper silk cloak on this and it's going to start bashing people pretty good uh i i wish this one so i know this doesn't make any sense i wish this one had friends forever or subway as well or like anti-friends because i really <laughs> this is such a great like 75 percent. but i think yeah. it really needs it's i feel like it's really gonna need like blue for like some manipulation or mm. some green to ramp it out. Um, I like this mechanic a lot, uh, but this is one that I will probably maybe play in the 99 of a deck as opposed to leading one on its own. Oh, a thousand percent. This is going in the 99 yeah. of a few of my decks. Really? Um, oh yeah, I love this card. Uh, it, oh, does wow. every, okay. it does everything I want. Um, it has some sort of protection and the fact that it's either an enchantment or an enchantment creature. So mm -hmm. if you don't, you know, if you haven't been able to do the rigmarole, you don't have to worry about a, a, a damnation getting rid of it. It'll still hang out. And I like yeah, that yeah. it protects itself until you actually have three permanents you don't own. Like, it's like, hey, I'm not going to mm -hmm. put myself at risk until I've given you some sort of payoff. Ah, sure, 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 sure. I love yeah. that. And then the second block, you basically are gaunting the table mm -hmm. because I love that you can cast that stuff for as long as it remains exiled. That's amazing. Like, yeah, that's I, true. I pay. I run Bolus of Citadel in probably like four or five decks. Yeah, this right. is one mana more. Yeah, one mana more because I think Bolus is a six. Six, yes. And I would argue this is just as good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I think it's also I I thought it was three or more permanents you own right so you I was don't. like so this is just an enchantment all the time which I like a lot um, and you it does the it doesn't want it to it, because it's at the beginning of the end step you get it right away when you play it so I don't mean I've got it coming around to it too I guess well no you don't get it right away control three or more permanents you don't own the end step you're just exiling the stuff and then you yes, can right. cast them whenever you want. Oh, I, okay, right, I see right. what you're saying. I thought you were saying at the end of turn, he immediately becomes a 9-9. Nine, nine, no, like, no, 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 that's no. not, yeah, okay. No, 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 like, you can, he does it. You don't have to wait for, like, a full turn cycle, right? You can start taking that stuff away. So, all right, yeah. yeah. All right, all right, Mind Flare of the Shadow, you get a pass. And before we move on, Tuck, read who it's illustrated by. Uh, <laughs> I don't want, I don't, I don't want to. Uh, it's, uh... Evidently, uh, Biden's plan has also turned this into magic card artist because it is by Isis, who has literally one other card name that just came out in in Astrod Midnight Hunt. Uh, so you're awesome. so you're giving so you're giving Mind Flayer a pass. I think we should. Why don't we give these each like a pass fail, right? No. How about this? Uh, we'll we'll take a little bit from some of our friends over at the Commander Smiths. They usually do uh, Commander ninety nine or garbage. 
Oh, yes. Okay, great. Yeah. Love it. So a little shout out for the Commander Smiths. We love you guys. Hey. Uh, but I would say 99 for sure. Yeah, 99. Agreed. Cool. Agree with that full stop. Chief Jim Hopper. Tuck, why don't you take so, this one? He is the aforementioned legendary creature human soldier, uh, which makes sense because I think that's what they say his background is. He was in the Special Forces. That's two colorless and Boros. That's red and white for 4-4 four, four with Menace. Whenever Chief Jim Hopper attacks, investigate once for each non-token attacking creature, and it has the Friends Forever mechanic on it. Uh, he also has some uh, he has some flavor text here. Let me see if I can do my Jim Hopper. I gotta like jump my chin out a lot. Uh, <laughs> so <clears throat> uh, track the rot, see how far it goes. Uh, that was a little Canadian. Little, <laughs> all right, coming up from Saskatoon. Track the rot, see where it goes, <laughs> huh? Uh, so this card for me, it's confusing because oh. it's doing exactly what Boros wants. Right. Attack, go wide. But usually go wide is tokens, not non-tokens. Right, right, right. So right. I, I just, I don't see this producing more than maybe three or four clues Before. an attack. Um, I don't see you getting 50. Correct. I think this is, uh, this is going to be a very sought after card for either the Oscar, Oscar new Boros commander that came out. Um, the spirit commander, like pretty much all three of the new Boros commanders that came out in Strixhaven, which is like Alibu, Asagir, and the spirits one. I guess maybe not the spirits one, but that pre-con is going to love it because that deck is, both versions of that deck are very attack focused, mm. but there's very few clue producers in them. A lot of times you're attacking with like four or five artifact creatures in a run. So that's where I think he's really strong in. Um, and yeah, I agree with you. I think there's some Boros decks like Angels that would probably want him, but it is weird to have that non-token clause yeah. on it. I guess just to make it a little more fair, but I would rather have it be, to, we talk about this a lot, right? Where it's like, I'd rather pay six and have it for each attacking creature. Yeah. Right. Cause then I think it gets infinitely stronger. Well, I, I see, here's the issue is, you, you, you know, people say they probably did that for a balance of power. Clues, you have to still pay two and sacrifice <laughs> right. it to draw a card. So if you give them 50, well, if they had 100 open mana, they're probably going to win the game anyways. So it's yeah, like, for sure. I, ju yeah. I just don't know what... Th the only thing I can think of is that maybe they did this because with how go-wide Boros can be, they didn't want to have to have people worry about having a stack of, like, 50 clue tokens or 20 clue tokens. Oh, sure. It's like, right, right, hey, right. we're, we're going to give you one with the set, but also his mechanic's probably not going to make that many clues. G so, like, they, should, they sure. should do enough. Right, right, right. I agree. Um, so, what do you think? 99, me, was it Commander? 99 Commander, garbage? 99, or pass, garbage, however you want to do it. Okay, me, garbage. Yeah. garbage. Really? Okay, I think yeah. he's 99. Um, mostly because I'm I want him just for my Alibu deck that I happen to have. Sure. Uh, the the one Boros deck I actually have ever enjoyed playing. So there you go. Yeah, it just it doesn't appeal to me because it's uh just not not it's it's like green running something that's anti ramp or like mm -hmm. counterintuitive to them ramping out lands. Right. Like right, it's right. just it, it, it would be like oh add a mana to your mana pool. Or you get 100 mana, but then you have to subtract 10 for every basic land you have. It's like, what? what? That doesn't make any sense. Um, so, yeah, that's that's why I'm good. just not as hot. It's, so, it's a good analogy. But it sounds like analogy. for you, though, it's in the 99. 99 for sure. Yep, okay. definitely. Cool. Uh, the next one, Dustin Gadget Genius. So this is going to be two colorless and Azorius. So that's going to be your white and your blue. And you may think, ah, crap, Azorius, this Dustin Dick with his, like, missing teeth <laughs> is going to cause me to stacks people. Nope. 
The Once again, very anti the colors. Uh, it's a legendary creature human. Uh, he is not a soldier. Uh, he's a 2-3. He does have the Friends Forever mechanic. And he states, tap, add diamond diamond. <laughs> Spend this mana only to cast artifact spells or activate abilities of artifacts. This is so overcosted to me. Four to literally just add two for a very specific thing. No, thanks. Uh, I couldn't agree with you more, and I have one better for you. This card already exists, and it's way better because there's oh, yeah. a card. Is it, yeah, isn't da, it there's the, a card called Dalakos, Crafter of Wonders. It's yeah. an is it, but it's yep. one colorless is it legendary creature, Merfolk Artificer. Tap, add two colorless, spend this mana to cast artifact spells or abilities or, of artifacts, and equipped creatures you control have flying in haste. It's just a better version of this. But it and doesn't have Fritz forever. Oh, yeah. There's like, there's, and to that point, outside of like tutoring, there is way more support for artifacts in red and, and blue. So I don't, I, unless we're missing something yeah. here, I don't think this is very good. No, I don't. The only thing I can think of, Tuck, is you kind of made the comment that you wish Mind Flayer had the Friends Forever because it it need you feel it needs another piece to be a commander. Oh yeah, Dustin. Yeah, okay. I think they purposely made this so lukewarm that you basically have a Soul Ring in the command zone. You know, it's like, oh, I'm mm. gonna do the Chief Jim Hopper, and I, it's like, oh, I'll splash blue and I'll have a Soul yeah, Ring out there. Why, why, why not? not? I, th yeah. I think that's what he's supposed to be. He's supposed to be that generic fit. For a lot of the different uh, friends, uh, 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 like um, like the blue green commander that's just kind of generic. Yeah, uh, the one from the yes, 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 yes. That's just like yeah, sure, why not? I need yeah. I need these colors. He does something, sure. So for uh, me, he, garbage, garbage. Yep, no question, yep. no question asked. All right, Tuck, why don't you take eleven for us? Okay, so eleven the mage is a Grixis commander. Uh, she costs one colorless and Grixis for three five. Uh, that's a blue, a red, and a black. And it says your maximum hand size is 11. Uh, so don't get too cute with your Triskaidekaphobia varietals. Uh, whenever 11 the mage attacks, you draw a card and lose a life. Then if you have 11 or more cards in your hand, you may cast an instant or sorcery spell from your hand without paying its mana cost. Friends forever. Woof. So it's this. so strong. So 11 and Mind Flayer to me feel the most magic. Like I kind of Correct. talked about that at the beginning. Yes. Like this is this kind of screams to me maybe better Jaleva. I yeah, I think that's been talked around. Um, for me, if you're looking, and we'll get to the rest of them, but like just looking at these quickly, I'm like, there's not a single other pairing that I would want, or that I think would be as strong as Eleven and any one of the other ones, right? Mm, yeah. Like I think she, I think she's gonna be similar to the show how she's like the focal point of that. Mm -hmm. If I remember correctly, it's been a while since I watched it. Uh, I think she's going to be the one that you're going to see the most of in either by herself, potentially, or with other people. I think she has the strongest effect. I think that she feels the most, her and the Mind Flayer, to your point, feel the most commander as well, yes. right? Of like, this is a very strong ability. This is something that I'd want to be able to access at any given time. Um, so yeah, I think she's going to be the big, the big winner out of here. And I was wrong earlier. There are three Brea color pairings because you can do 11 and Jim Hopper. I totally missed oh, over that. There so, you go. Uh, yeah, I love this card. The weird thing, though, and Tuck, you might disagree. I feel like 11 the Mage, it's commander or you can't run it. I don't know if I would put this in the 99 unless I'm really like maybe Nekuzar. Like you're drawing a lot yeah. of cards. I think, yeah, that would that would work. That's in that's interesting. But it's it's so weird because you have to have the payoff. You don't want to just cast brainstorm 
Yeah. Right. Or like evacuation or whatever. You want to cast like, uh, you know, your uh, Bullis Citadel off this or what? Or I guess that's not a bad example. Um, like your expropriates, your yeah. like big mana spells, death clouds and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, it's kind of counterintuitive depending on what deck you have it in. If it's not the commander. I mean, I point. actually almost have uh, sold myself. I might do her and Jim Hopper for the oh. uh, everything Brea because I actually think Jim plays very well with her. They both want mm-hmm. to attack. He yeah. produces the clues that allow me to draw cards to get to 11. 11. There we go. I think I think we're going to those were also the first two spoiled. So I think we're going to be seeing a lot of those come out as well. Probably. Well, uh, I give it what commander, but I'm going to do the caveat commander or garbage. It's one of the two. Yes. Um, yep. I agree. There is no in between. 100%. Yep. Outside of like maybe some bizarro Nekazard builds to your point. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, let's go to Lucas, the sharpshooter. Uh, it's all right. Is it uh, legendary creature uh, human? It's a one three. Uh, friends forever. Uh, it is. It's interesting, but I just I don't know what they're trying to do. Sacrifice an artifact. Tap them. Lucas deals one damage to target creature. Go to that creature. I mean, I guess this is another one that you could say pairs with Jim because you could sacrifice the clues to the then clue. go to people. I don't know this once again this kind of seems like Dustin we want to kind of do this generic thing just in right. case if you have like you know uh, just 11. in case <laughs> yeah it's like hey I'm doing 11 oh I guess I could just put Lucas there why not right yeah exactly I it doesn't he his ability of all of them including Dustin's is the one that seems the most specific to the card if that makes sense like you to get him good, you have to run cards that are only good for him. Mm. To to you, untap you him because you, you want to do that. You don't think you could just put him in a generic artifact deck and he would work? Like if you could run him in your Duretti deck, like if you had the access to blue, would you put him in the ninety nine? I would think you would because you want to sacrifice artifacts. Just gives yeah, you another outlet. I, I guess I just don't like it. It only goads once and it's not, I, there's no other way to untap him though. That's what frustrates me with oh, this card yeah. where it's not like when, a, like if it said something like when a goaded creature deals combat damage to an opponent untap. Oh, that'd then be so I think cool. That, that'd be, that'd be, that'd be cool. Right. Yeah. But just the fact it's like you, you only get it once and then you have to like put cards in to get it multiple times. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not super excited about it. All right. Where are you putting it? Garbage. Garbage. Yep, <laughs> easy enough. All right. Well, Tuck, why don't you take the second to last one in Max? Yes. Uh, so we have Max the Daredevil, uh, Coalesce and Gruel for a 3-2 legendary creature human with haste. It says when you cast your second spell each turn, untap target creature, then investigate. And it also has friends forever. Uh, congratulations. You guys can now build Max the Daredevil and Lucas the Sharpshooter. And that's the only time you're ever going to see these cards paired together <laughs> like that. Yeah, uh, you know what? Each turn, each turn, you have to cast two spells to get an <laughs> artifact and gruel. It's so slow. I mean, I guess if you're okay. So here's the thing: if we're this would be Zyrus colors. Um, yes, correct. You, I mean, blue does stuff on other people's turns. Maybe it's not unrealistic for you to probably <laughs> cast two things and then get a clue that you can sacrifice to then shoot to something draw, to go to one card or one creature. It's so, it's so much. It's so much busy work just for like no out for no outcome, right? So now you're building three color draw t- 
targeted effects and artifacts like it's way too busy so here's 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 what i'm thinking because i just kind of scrolled ahead to look at the, our last two cards that we're going to be talking about yeah yeah is i think max lucas and dustin were all designed specifically to just be generic support cards i think they i think the other ones uh jim hopper I, I, i'm iffy on jim hopper as well you are bigger sure. into it so we'll go with that but jim 11 and the next two yeah, they actually have great effects. Um, it's just maybe a little extra thing would make it that much better. And so that's mm -hmm. why I think these three, they didn't want to just have one generic fillet because then I guess that kind of right. stems um, creativity. But almost having yeah, it be 50-50, sure. like, hey, these things are super powerful. These guys are generic support. Mix it up. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good, that's a really good point. I agree with you with the ones we're looking down on too. So, um, uh, let's, let's, uh, I am garbage on Max. Yeah, that's, that's garbage. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go with Mike, the dungeon master. Now this is the one that people have already found infinite combos for, and sure. I love it. Uh, Mike, the dungeon master colorless silencia. So that's gonna be your green and white. It's a two, two has friends forever. It's a legendary creature human and you can pay two, tap it, choose a creature card, uh, in your graveyard that was put there from the battlefield this turn, return it to the battlefield tapped. I really, really like this. I'm probably going to run it even in my Karametra deck so I can grab yeah, my angels and ask. stuff back. Um, so I think graveyard recursion is one of those things that Silencia kind of like slides under the radar. Like people usually mm -hmm. don't think of graveyard. So uh, I kind of like that now we actually have a legit legend. Hell, I might throw this yeah. in my Carador deck. I don't know. So... Yeah, um, ag agreed on all things. This is like the Safi Eric Sauter, but it's repeatable. Uh, I think that they're, this is going to open up. I think him and the next one we're talking about are going to open up a lot of avenues in those color pairings specifically. Uh -huh. um, and the fact that you can do it, I like that. See, I think I, this is, if you look at the way this card is designed compared to the last two, how it says choose target creature or your graveyard that was put there from the battlefield this turn. It doesn't have to be your turn. It could be at any time, right? So he kind of acts as like rattlesnake of either something where you can cycle and sacrifice a creature, or if it dies, he's sitting there, right? I think this. I think he his ability is so much stronger because you can do it at any time and really dictate when it's going to happen. I mean, technically, Max says you can do it any time because it's each turn, right? But that, but like, it's so much more work. Again, like that's fair. That's fair. You have to you have to spend you have to spend more than the ability to get something that costs the same amount of ability to draw a card that bounces a creature back to the battlefield. So I, I agree with you hundred percent. I think Mike is definitely one of the stronger of, of the, of the groups. I'm not sure where he falls though, outside of not being in garbage. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Cause also the way that they designed the card was very smart mm -hmm. because they worded it in a way that Mike doesn't work with board wipes, which I really like. Oh, yes, yes, so, yes, Because yes, that, yes. that would be the one challenge of playing against Mike is, oh my gosh, they have Mind Flayer, I need to board wipe. Crap, he has two mana. He could just literally use just, Mike and yep. keep the Mind Flayer. So I like that it says this turn because mm -hmm. the card would have to be in the graveyard, you have to be able to target it, and it has to be this turn. So it does put a lot of conditions where I actually think you do have to kind of work to make Mike yeah. function. Um, okay, yeah. uh, you know, I think I think indestructible hexproof shroud. You're going to have to protect him some way somehow. Um, if he's not your commander, just because you know he might yeah. be your graveyard recursion for the deck if it's in the 99. Yeah, definitely. But for me, 
I'm going to put 99 for now only because his effect is amazingly powerful, but I think he needs another car to support. I don't think he is powerful enough on his own to build a deck around Mike the Dungeon Master. Yes, I completely agree. So I'm, I, I would put him in 99 for now. Need more data on how he looks uh, in the command zone. All right. Well, we're on the last one. I believe this one's me, right? Yeah. Sure. Yes, it's yep, yep, it's you. Uh, we're talking Will the Wise. Uh, this is Orzov, uh, so Sir Nathan will be happy. That's a, a white and a black. It's a 1-2 with Friends Forever, legendary creature human. And it states, when Will the Wise ETBs or LTBs leaves the battlefield, each opponent <laughs> may investigate. Each opponent who doesn't loses one life. You investigate X times, where X is one plus the number of opponents who investigated this way. So I know I made the comment that the other four really, really good, and the others are kind of supporty. Actually, kind of rereading through Will, he is kind of just like a support card. He's cheap as hell, which I like. But I don't know. I mean, are you really like that into this? No, I just like him in the 99 for Tesa. <laughs> Uh, that's that's a fair point. Um, that's, but I think I do. I do. All all joking aside, I like that he at least does something immediately. Yeah. Right. Like you don't have to work for it. It is a two drop, so you can always have him if you're like, well, I don't really want to play him, but I got nothing else to do. I just use him as the slot for that color in the commander. At least he does something. Yeah. And if you get board wiped and need to draw some cards, you can do it again. So um, I like that. I think he's gonna be much better in death and taxes and reanimator decks mm. um, and moving forward for in the 99 versus the command zone. Yeah, I, I think he is once, you know, I, I talked about how uh, Hopper is a good pairing for 11 because they both want to be in that red zone. Will's another one that's really good for her because she mm -hmm. has blue. So she'll have ways to flicker him and be able to investigate multiple times. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's some there's some cool things that you can do with Will. It's just I think Tuck, you you had said this earlier. Everything kind of is revolving around eleven, or in your right, eyes, yeah. Jim. It's like the more we're talking about this, I think if eleven wasn't here, this would almost be unbuyable. This set, yeah, yeah. I would be I would be way less interested in it because huh. um, she just opens she opens up so much stuff. Yeah. If I were you and you're trying to build your uh, Brea. Brea varietal. I think it's 11. Well, I think it's 11 and will, to be honest with you. Like, if you're not trying, I guess it depends on what you're trying to do, right? Because will mm -hmm. will help you if you're not, uh, if you're not attacking a lot, mm -hmm. but like, but 11 still has to attack. I don't know. Yeah. See, what, what I'm kind of thinking tough, is yeah. like, I, I'm swinging with 11 or early game. I'm casting will. I'm forcing people to investigate. I'm drawing cards. Right. I finally get 11, you start swinging, but then those free spells that I have, if I don't have the expropriate, it's like, well, I'll just flicker Will. That's still, oh, good, still yes. a good move. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so I, I'm thinking it, because Jim is the one that I'm struggling. I don't know what I do with him if I like whiff on like the 11 cards. Oh, like I don't have 11. Yeah, yeah, like I do just have a counter spell and I like, uh, I don't like flickering him doesn't do anything. Um, right. And so I'm almost, I, I think you're right. I think Will's actually is the better pairing for 11. It's a better one, right? They're more yeah. complimentary. Yeah. 11 and Will, man. Who would thought? But the funny part is like, I get, okay, so on this one, um, 
What's your take on Commander 99? So for me, Trent. it's Commander or 99, because I do think even though his ability is somewhat underwhelming, he's cheap enough that you could slot him into mm. a lot of decks. Um, I mean, any deck that you need card draw on, I'm just kind of like looking at mine right now. I might even throw him in my uh, average Brina's gym. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. That'd yeah. be great. And it's that's, like, that's hey, a, you, yeah, that's a good you one. guys lose some life. Now maybe you don't have the highest life total. And then I start, right. that politics game gets ridiculous. I like that. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. For me, it's like, if it's Commander, it's her, him and 11. Yep. Right? Strong pairing. Beyond that, I think he couldn't see a lot of play in the 99. More so, more so than most of the other guys and gals in here. All right. Well, to quickly recap where we're at on this uh, set, Tuck, just give us your impression of um, do you think this was a good direction for Commander with these effects? Because they are going to give actual magic uh, property uh, these effects. So I think it's okay to say, hey, was this a good design set? Uh, yes, with the caveat that Wizards is because of the things they've claimed to do and what they have seen to do, I think Wizards is is slowly painting themselves into a corner when it comes to four color or multicolored partner, partner with sort of stuff. Um, and I think that this is going to be a good, this might be a good um, experiment for them to see if there's some other way that they can bring in more fresh blood for these two color or even three color partners like we were talking about mm -hmm. and see if there's a more fair way to do them. So I like that. I'm guessing that these will be, I, I'm guessing these will be way more prevalent in play groups as commanders and as cards than the walking dead ones pretty much across the board. Yeah. So I, yeah, I think it's, I think it's a healthy, I think it wizards wants to do an experiment. Um, just like the experiments they did on 11, but I'm And, uh, I think this is like a very healthy way to try it. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I wish they hadn't gone so conservative with some of the, uh, mm -hmm. the cards abilities, but you know, the, the only gripe I have about it, like, and I guess if, wizard's way of creating four color options for us in commander is to do a secret layer make sure the rules committee is good with it then say oh yeah we'll make that a magic property later <coughs> i guess i'm fine with that the the biggest issue i have with it just to be honest is i think that's giving too much power to the the rc and it mm. i already feel that sometimes they make decisions based on their own personal feelings versus what the actual community feels and so right, right, if, right. if potentially this is why Wizards is, hey, we're doing it, we're testing it, it's a new mechanic, oh, you're cool with it for partner? Great, it's gonna be a magic card. Oh, you're banning the whole thing? Uh, well, we tried and we'll we'll go back yeah, to the drawing yeah, board. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I think that's, that's not a good precedent. But other, mm -hmm. if that's not the case, and we are gonna start getting more four color pairings because they're gonna do it this way, then I'm all for it. I don't even care. Yep that it's a TV property that they're starting it with, because eventually we'll get the magic one. Hopefully they change the, the name of the mechanic to something like part, partner group or something something dumb mm. like that, and then they can start going that way where there's still, there's a... The, it, they've already said, because they're coming out in that uh, Mafia set. Oh, and, yes. And so right, there's right. going to be some sort so of like player. Mafia Dawn or you know, something like that. Yes. So I, so I think to your point, that's how we can start getting more blood and we'll be able to start seeing things where it's not just Vile Smasher and these other six things that we've seen for the last 
five years or however long it's been. Fair. My issue with that, though, is you're going to start to run out of mechanics. You can't. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're going to run out of physical words to use if we're so hellbent <laughs> on not using the word partner again. Yeah, right. All right. That's a good point. All right. Well, guys, that was our secret layer review of Stranger Things. Hopefully, you have now exited the upside down and are now leaving the weatherlight. And in the last segment, Squeed dives into those creative juices with the weatherlight. Well, as you guys know, Squee McGee is still on the run from the anti-cryptolith right movement. Yes. And unfortunately, that, uh, you know, first it was an AOL, AOL dial-up disk. Now, I think he upgraded to like a 12-bit modem or 16-bit modem. Uh, apparently, he just can't get connection. So your old boy, Mr. It's Combo number five, is coming in hot on this weatherlight report. And ladies and germs, Let's get we it. got some heat. To talk about. So today we are going to start our dialogue with Joel Real. I think I'm saying that right. Rune Diver, the Empress of Beasts. Yeah, oh, Joel this is the Mono Real. Green gal, right? Huh? She's a Mono Green lady, right? Yeah. Yeah, Joel From Rail, J O L R A. Oh God, the old one. Yeah. <laughs> so this is three colorless green green legendary oh, creature. Boy. You can get one for about a buck. Uh, it's a three three. It's a legendary creature, human spell shaper. That's still sure. somehow actual text, and then it has a activated ability. Two colorless green tap. Discard two cards. All lands target player controls become three three creatures until end of turn. They're still lands. <laughs> so uh, we're, we're going to be, you know, the focus on this weatherlight report is more on how do we land destruction our opponents, but not doing <laughs> it the traditional ways. So okay. we're going to start <laughs> off with an amazing card that, um, you know, it is a one sided board wipe. And it just feels okay. good to blow up all of your opponent's lands. So for a cool 11 mana, three to activate your commander, <laughs> and another eight, we got Azuri's Predation. Five colorless, green, green, oh, green, yeah. sorcery. Uh, you can pick one up for $1.80. For each creature your opponent's control, create a 4-4 green beast creature token. Each oh. of those beasts fights a different one of those creatures. I just realized it's target player. I thought it was always you. <laughs> yeah, that's horrible. Isn't that that's hilarious? so mean. That's so mean. And the best part is that all of your beasts are literally just one toughness like, away from dying. So yeah. it's just salt on the wound. <laughs> that's so mean. That's so, I. I hate mass land destruction, except in one deck. Well, two decks, but they're both chocolate hops. It's a long story, but anyway. Uh, but I, there's. Yeah, that's a lot of it. <laughs> that's just, you just win, right? At that point? Well, or at least that person loses. That person loses, and then you loses. go on to the next one. So, all right. Well, <laughs> well for, like for card number two, you could pick this up for $190. God, Tuck, why did you make me sell mine? Uh, we're talking about Earthcraft. Oh, I think learn? Earthcraft is green oh, in here. Oh, yeah. Uh, colorless green. It's an enchantment, and it says tap an untapped creature you control, untap target basic land. Well, if you turn all your creatures into 3-3 three, three beasts, all of your lands literally just infinitely tap, untap, tap, untap. Um, so yeah, that's kind of cool. 
Wait, do you have a payoff for this? I like, have no idea. Tap I just think it's hilarious. I there, there there are ways out there to get a payoff. Like you know, there are things like um, oh, oh my gosh, Tuck, I'm such a bad magic person. Zendikar Resurgence, to where now your lands are tapping for two. Oh, yes. So you right. would actually get infinite mana. So there's a lot of ways that your lands can produce double. I mean, heck, Tuck, you could even enchant a basic forest that hey oh, whatever attacks yeah. you get to so there's infinite, infinite ways mana, that yeah. you can kind of do that uh but you yeah can crew, you, you can you you can crew infinitely almost maybe there you go Just screw, screw it up. <laughs> so yeah earthcraft great card obviously you could do all the other like infinite combos with it but you know i just right. i think it's neat that's like hey let me actually turn my basic lands into creatures and try to like do some sort of cool combo that way um, plus, people will see it coming a million miles away because it'll probably be right. like a eight mana investment to get the thing going. Yeah, totally, totally agree there. All right, next one. It's pretty cool. Um, it's about four bucks. Ooh. I had never heard of it until now. Quest for renewal. Colorless green. Renewal? Huh? Wait, is it quest for renewal? Right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I was. I actually was just looking. I was just looking this up right now. I was like, okay, I think there's something we got here. Yeah, colorless green enchantment. It's uh, four dollars, and it states whenever a creature you control becomes tapped. We just kind of talked about that. You may yeah. put a quest counter on quest for renewal. As long as there are four or more quest counters on quest for renewal, untap all creatures you control during each other player's untap step. So you need three mana available. Yep. And two cards in hand, and then you can turn your forest into lands every. No, turn. your your uh, lands into creatures literally. Lands every into turn. creatures. Yes, yeah. thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, sure, I guess. <laughs> then just have blockers. Yeah, have blockers. Now the the big trick to it, though, your mana, is, yeah. is that you'll have to make sure that you're uh, um, activating J Jor real during the upkeep phase. So, oh yes, because right. they won't be creatures during the next time that's, that they uh -huh. uh, for the untap. So that's like the one thing I think you get. You have to kind of figure out how you stack the effect, stack it up, yeah. So sure. that way you always have your lands untapped. No, I like it. Um, it's a good card. I picked one up for like fifty cents, so I'm glad to see I got my return on investment finally on any card. So yeah, I like it. Well, the last one, Tuck, you're gonna roll your eyes, but there's an actual good reason why I'm putting it in the deck. So, uh, Kozilek Butcher of Truth. <laughs> it's it's well, listen. So it's ten. You can get one right. for a cool fifty nine dollars. Oh my mythic. god! Seriously, twelve twelve uh, legendary creature Eldrazi. When you cast it, you get to draw four cards. Okay, that's cool. Um, that is nice though, and it is relevant because you do have to discard two yeah. cards to two be cards, able to activate yeah. the ability. So. Kind of getting two Joriel activations off of casting Kozilek is nice. Um, but here's uh, the Annihilator 4 when it attacks. Uh, they have to sacrifice sure. four permanents. We're actually here for the monster mash because now you're really only discarding no cards. You just ah, put Kozilek right, and the other right. card in there. Now your whole graveyard's refreshed. It goes back into it. Yep. That gets you your Azuri's Predation recycled. Um, I think mm -hmm. you are going to be living with somewhat of a light hand in most games. Yeah. Because you yep. you should be activating Jorlel as often as you can to, to do her effects. So having these Monster Mash uh, creatures in the deck will actually do a lot for you. Yeah, for sure. And I was just thinking of something too. Uh, there's what's that? There's that legendary squirrel. Oh yeah, Chatterfang. No, not that one. The other one. Oh, uh, 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 Toski, the bearer of secrets. Oh yeah, Toski. So, 
So to your point, I think this would be a really good, I mean, it's really good in most green decks, but you're, you're going to want to do something with these lands that you're enchanting if you are attacking in, right? Mm -hmm. Or with your tokens producers and the fact that he can, that he can turn all your lands into more cards to draw oh. to then refill your hand and then discard. That would be a pretty interesting yeah. uh, thing. And then the other thing I wanted to say was if we are going with uh, land destruction as a sub theme, you could run your boy one volley acid moss, which is two colorless, two green for a sorcery that's destroyed target land. Search library for a force card, put it on the battlefield tap, and shuffle that library. Now you don't even need your commander to blow up a wasteland <laughs> or a guy's cradle or whatever the case may be. Jesus. And you ramp yourself. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought that was a, like a cute way. And that's something that I've been trying to do and challenge myself is, you know, let's let's take an idea and try to figure out some weird way to make it work instead of like oh, the yeah. path of least resistance. And hey, you like mass land destruction? Just put a little uh, spin or flavor put on it. Put a little it. spin on it. I, and like I said, you have to do so much work for this. I yeah. think it's worth it. And like, you have, there's so many hoops. It's like, oh, I don't even feel that bad. I'm just dead. <laughs> well, uh, with that, that is our weatherlight report. I guess we'll kick it back to the Action 4 news decks with Big Tuck and my doppelganger. Thank you for staying with us. Always remember, share the content that we're uh, producing by retweeting, subscribing, following, liking, sharing. Um, and hey, you know, supporting us at cmdtower.com slash merch. Another way to support your news team is head over to Patreon, patreon.com slash cmdtower. With reward tiers for all the budgets, there is a way that you, the collective, can help. You can stay in touch with your MTG Action 4 news team by following us on the Twitter, the Facebook, and our website, cmdtower.com. You can communicate directly with the team at cmdtower, at miscommodable5, all spelled out except for the five, at Dear Squee, at Big Tuck Tweeting. From your MTG Action 4 news team, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and plans! <laughs>